When you live to ticket before you kick it, it's pretty important that you power your adventure with the right nutrition. Not just when you decide to take on the biggest physical and mental challenge of your life, like I did retracing the 1928 Tour de France, but also as a part of everyday living. Working overtime on a double shift, running the kids all over town to their sporting events, adding a few extra miles to your weekly hike, or getting sleep deprived with a hectic travel schedule. I'm proud to announce Bucket Nutrition is now an official sponsor of our podcast and just for you, giving a 10% discount on all Bucket Nutritional products. Go to Amazon.com and use promo code Bucket10, that's Bucket with an IT, 10, for a 10% discount on Bucket Nutritional products. Great tasting, high performance nutrition to help you take it before you kick it. On a hot, muggy day in July 1994, an aspiring actor has just finished testifying as a prosecution witness in the televised preliminary trial of the O.J. Simpson case. He walks out of the courthouse to a throng of media who are all shouting, Smile! Turn this way! Talk to us! Cato! Cato! Overnight, Cato Kalin has become famous all over the world and for all the wrong reasons. His life as he knew it would never be the same again. I couldn't go back. Your you just life. put it out there. She said you've got less than a year to live. Just dug even deeper. Is the residue of design. Nobody else was doing it, so I couldn't. That was the turning point. Welcome to the Bucket Podcast with Phil Cogan. Every week, I talk to mavericks, disruptors, and innovators—people who ditch the excuses, swerve off the predictable road, and epitomize what it means to ticket before you kick it. I just think you really have to know who you are because during the, the worst times of the, the trial and the media and saying terrible things on every, uh, from paparazzi to all the um, uh, tabloid type shows that were out is don't let it bother you so much because you know yourself and it's true and those are lies that are being reported. And if you have that and you have that peace, you can conquer anything in life. Kato Kalin, also known as America's famous house guest, gained notoriety for his role as a minor witness for the prosecution in the O.J. Simpson murder case. Cato was living in Simpson's Rockingham Estate guesthouse and on June 12, 1994, witnessed some of O.J.'s movements before and after the time of the murders. As a result, Cato was suddenly thrust into the media spotlight, at the same time losing control over his public image. Whatever he said or did made him a target. He was certainly popular with many, but hated by a lot of people, too. And realizing that he couldn't convince the world who he really was, he decided to focus on what he could do, and that was be himself. It's 25 years and more than 15 minutes of fame later, and Cato is still a household name. But he stayed the course and stayed the same. Genuine, energetic, likable, goofy, and I have to say, very funny. All right, well, I am with Kato Kalin, and we're coming to you in black and white. You know what I think we should do? Color. Just, we should start in color, just so everybody can see. Let me slate this. Just so everybody can see that if Miami Vice was still on TV, right. you and I would be immediately cast because of the beautiful pastel colors we're wearing, green and pink, and now we're going to transition into... CBS Vice. Black and white. So I read your bio. Yes. And I was, <laughs> I was so beyond impressed. I'm not joking. I was like, 
you are so accomplished in everything. And I'm not trying to, you know, it's a little brown spot on my nose today. <laughs> this is not to be a brown nose to you. I'm blown away of the, the feats that you've done. Well, Having uh, uh, lunch on a volcano, bungee jumping, my, one of my fears is heights. You, uh, you biked across um, America. And by the way, research, I'm doing that too. You I'm are? Biking. I'm on day 10. Mine's a little tougher than yours. It's a stationary bike. Oh, so. you're stationary biking across America? <laughs> it's a recumbent. Do you ever carry one of those? <laughs> oh my God, I set myself up for that one. <laughs> no, it's recumbent. You try it, Phil. I'll show you tough. Let's just assure everybody before things get out of control <laughs> that neither one of us are drinking and or have been drinking. Nope, we're, completely. We're, we're having water in our cups. We, I just want to make sure uh, that we set the... I know it's bad luck, but we'll toast our waters anyway. Yeah. Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> mm. Good way to start. I wish I could uh, drink more than, uh, you know, I'm with the friends a lot. I can't, for some reason, I'm this guy that suffers from migraines and I can't have, uh, uh, which is probably a good thing uh, if you think about it, because if I have a beer, if I have uh, one drink, I already know the headache. Well, how does it manifest itself? You get it on the side of the head? Left or? side, left side, left eye. Left eye, left side, I say, done. So I did a blood test. I yeah. did the, uh, it's seven vials of blood, which I That's don't know. a lot like of blood. Lots of blood. So they tested it. And well, no I, wonder I, you had a headache. You take that much blood. <laughs> yes, and I did it at, I did it at Whole Foods. So I knew it was like, is this, is, what? Shouldn't I go to a hospital? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope they don't sell it, you know, like at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, no, Kato's blood. Kato's blood Live at Whole forever. Foods only. <laughs> So, oh boy! I did the, uh, the test and I was fainting. You know, the, the blood sweating. So it turns out that uh, uh, my reaction to certain foods of onion and garlic and to uh, any I can drink. Get this: I cannot drink any wines except Pinot Noir uh, because the grape is different. I I'm not a doctor. I can't figure it out. Well, but, I'll tell you, Pinot Noir, favorite grape of mine, favorite I, wine of mine. Is it thin-skinned? Exactly. Very thin-skinned. Different it, acidity. Different acidity. Different tannins in it, and so. It has, it's very thin, the taste, it's more of a fruity taste. So you're in good company because yeah. Pinot Noir's, you know, you know the Forget actor the saying- the podcast, let's go drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's funny how we all immediately transition to that. But do you know, you know the actor Sam Neill? Yeah, oh, he has a, He has his own vineyard. You got a little Sam Neill also, yeah. much younger. I can't believe uh, that we get a chance to sit down here and have a chat. We met at yeah. July 4th celebration, you were uh, very, patriotic looking you were wearing red white and blue proudly red white and blue tennis shoes also yeah you had the red i mean the whole outfit it was i was very impressed with the whole coordination it's funny because when before we met if someone had said oh kato kalen my the first thing that comes to mind is like a california guy with the bleached hair <laughs> and the california accent i don't think of you as a wisconsinite people know you in sort of one dimension yeah and then you start you know, when you have a co good conversation with you, you realize that you're scared of sharks and you came from Madison and you don't approve of their diet. I mean, you just learn so many things. If only you could hang out with me for the rest of your life <laughs> and explain to people this. <laughs> I won't even have to talk. You just bring well, you said, your green shirt. Yeah, I know you love my shirt. I, I'm happy I, to give I, it I, to I, you at the end of this. You said, I was famous for all the wrong reasons. Um, never has a man, man done so little to be recognized by so many. And you your life you said would never be the same when when people hear your name and they hear Kato Kalin what what do you think comes to mind for because you're so famous in so many places around the world right it's a, what do they think of who do they think of like how would they think of your character and who you are 
sometimes it depends on age range yeah. and the, the demographics of who the person is. Now, when I do these Wizard World shows, it's a lot of kids and it's a lot of parents that tell the kids who how they know me. That's the work that you're doing as part of the work you're doing right now? Yeah, I do. Uh, the Wizard World is a uh, the largest traveling Comic-Con. So we go all over the uh, America, but we just got the rights to Asia. And now we November, we're heading to Saudi Arabia. How do you think they describe you to their kids? Boy, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I say this and not to be corny, I'm so blessed to have this job of Wizard World emceeing because it's never brought up after I, um, I have a stage. It's like, it's sort of like America's Got Talent. Yeah. And uh, every city we have a booker that gets the best of that city, a band or magicians and jugglers. And I'm sort of fun with the audience and I talk and they can't associate me as the same guy from 25 years ago, that, that's Cato. That's, uh, uh, my hair's a little shorter and I'm older, but they, they don't ever bring it up. And if they That's do, good. they never, you know, the year after trial, everybody said, did he do it? That was the big thing. Did he do it? Did he do it? Everybody asked me. And it, you know, you, I can't escape it, but time and time and time, it's like a ladder. Uh, if it was the first step, always the, the, the rung of the step was Cato and the trial. But I, little by little, it, it gets lowered. And uh, even with Celebrity Big Brother, yes, nobody, had any idea and that's why I'm so happy to have done that show because like talking with you they find out that there's yes, more to a person to you and to me and I just it's like the most wonderful decision and you know it's, it's sort it's, of a blessing and a curse right it, it, I mean it, double in one way 100% right and uh, I and I felt for you in talking with you because I thought you didn't ask for this it's right. not like it, it's not like you wanted this to happen in your life but you can't take it away. And people are so quick to judge. And yeah, it's, it's, and it's a world of judgment, especially with social media. And um, I look at life, um, you get time to, uh, when, when people can be very, very cruel to on yes. any kind of social media platform or any platform, I'm Because it's so easy, Kato, because it's so easy to hide behind a tweet or a message online. You're not, people are not face to face. I am so sensitive. There's a side that I can have 100 great things said that one bad thing will destroy, destroy you. I will not want to go out because I think in your head, you think everybody read that. Anybody knows that with the, the bad thing that was said. But I, I sort of look at life now of um, You have a good sense of humor about it, right? I mean, yeah, completely. You, you seem yeah. to have found a way. Is, is, that a, is that a way of coping? I, I think it's, uh, I've always had humor. My Entire life. You are funny. I've had fun my entire life. Yeah, I mean, so you saw that like, on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> I, and everybody said how fun you were to, to be with. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of amazed that you, that you ha considering what you went through, yeah. I'm amazed that you haven't, like, ended up in a padded room, quite frankly. <laughs> you know? and, uh, I, uh, I mean, Although being in Big Brother houses, I guess, a little bit like being locked up in a padded room. It is. I don't think people know. It's sort of, I need it's sleep hard. to be creative. I, I didn't get sleep. So I think at one point you kind of go insane of... I just think, oh, get me, I want to go to bed. <laughs> but it worked out, you know, 21 days. It was uh, a great experience. Um, and I was saying that in life you get, I think everybody has this blueprint. Yeah. I don't know if it's above God, Buddha, whoever. I, I don't even know. But that was my blueprint. It's like, Kato, in the 1994, you're going to be involved in a big trial. Uh, but you'll, you know, my dream was always, God, I, when I was in Milwaukee and watching TV and Johnny Carson going, I want to be famous, I want to be famous. But fame, be careful what you ask for, sort right. of be, what you wish for. They saw you on TV and, and the way that the media portrayed you was, 
here's this blonde guy from California, because that's how people saw you. Yeah. Probably not very bright. Um, kind of a happy-go-lucky, wanna-be famous kind of guy. This is what people were thinking. And yeah. here we are, look, you look at the, at, at before you got there, and you must be thinking, hold on a second. You know, that's what I was gonna say, he's like the valedictorian high school prom king and quarterback, but I was homeschooled. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> please, Phil, you went right over. I said, wait a minute, he was so, you know, prom was pretty, pretty sickening. He's like, dad, can you leave? Mom and I are dancing. <laughs> <laughs> mom, go deep. No, I'm a quarterback. Go in the foyer, make a go, left. Go, Touchdown. mom, go. Mom, forget it, you're cut. No, but I, I really was the quarterback. I ended up not valedictorian, but I was smart in high school but all that when I, I was the host of these variety shows and I kept going that was my goal was you know I, I think schooling in America is sort of different and it goes backwards because if you're not a morning person if you're not certain things can uh, take you away from how smart you you can be and I think it's sort of backwards like I, I think for some people in the afternoon maybe you're most creative or um, the system is sort of, my opinion, sort of backwards. So I, I'm a big fan of people that get homeschooled. Yeah. I just, you know, who knows? But I know for me, afternoon's great. Then you'd have the football practice afterward. And then you'd have uh, whatever sport. I did all the sports. So uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> my goal was to become a professional baseball player. And you were pretty good? Yeah, I was starting. I made a, uh, uh, at college, I made the, you know, I got a, uh, University of Wisconsin, where I did my show, Wisconsin Eau Claire, was the second biggest in Wisconsin. I made the varsity my freshman year. Freshman year, high school, I was the pitcher. We went to state, we didn't win state, but um, you know, I had a pretty good record. And then I transferred in to the school called Cal State Fullerton, where all the guys became pros. And I saw these guys were gigantic. And I was like, uh, <clears throat> probably 150 pounds. I did not get whiskers till I was 38 years old. My Can I body, just say you haven't really got that many now? <clears throat> four Can days. I use a female pink razor because it it's it's smoother for my skin than a man's. Really, you've got super sure. sensitive skin. I'm I'm uh, very very uh, you know secure myself that I can do this. Yeah, no, you I know where that. I did it. No, the Big Brother house. I took the, there was a razor I hadn't had one, so I used this. Do you pink have one. any? And you don't know where that razor was? No, no, it was still in the box. But I went. Oh, you sure? They were out of men's. I said, I'll just uh, use this one, and I did. I was like. This changed your life. Shape I've ever had in my life. <laughs> if there was any good reason to go to the Big Brother house, you found out. As can you give me a connection? You love to pink, don't you, Lady Gillette? <laughs> Keta, you have <laughs> Keta, you have an amazing sense of humor. But I, I'm I'm imagining what is it being now? Twenty five years since all of years. this happened. And it's a quarter of a century. It's a huge amount of time. You'll never shake it. I mean, you'll, it, it'll always be a, a part of you. Were there times where you just like, I just want to go away and hide and just stop all of this? I just, I, I, I'm going to uh, grow a beard. Well, well actually, you couldn't <clears> have done that, I could you? Um, maybe you could have yeah. shaved off all your hair or changed the color of your hair. But You know, I feel it's a great question. And during the, uh, the heat of all the, the um, happenings of like 94, 5, 6, 7, it went on for, I think, 180 days. I became an introvert and I hated it because I was Because you are a true extrovert. extrovert. 100%. Yeah. I, I found myself um, <clears throat> having to uh, just stay in and I, I didn't like it. And uh, I just remember certain instance, instances where I would be, um, that one time at a concert I saw David Bowie and I'll never forget, I was sitting and enjoying the concert when behind me uh, people ran, they put the sucker and gum all in my hair. and 
patted down and went running and it was just sticking in my hair and then it happened again and I, I remember walking the streets of Beverly Hills where people guys would come up to me and just call me a, a POS you know piece of and I, I had no idea why and then uh, spitting at me this was when the heat of the trial. People had their opinions. There were so it was so heated. So people, the, the nation were so was divided. One hundred. It was the yeah. it divided. I think it put America back in California twenty years at least. Yeah, I, I remember being in a room. I was in New York when the verdict came out, and I remember the room being divided. And I was just. I remember thinking, I'm witnessing what the temperature of the country is right now like what's going on Complete. because it, it it represented so much more than what he did or didn't do it was it was years and years of frustration right and it's so it's you know we, the fx did a series that won eight emmys uh two years ago or a year ago yeah. espn does a show on it that uh, wins the um academy award for best documentary and so it, it always has a, it always will have life always will have life and when you did you watch that or can you watch yeah. that yeah i watched it and, and uh, when you watched it was did you feel it was an accurate depiction of what the fx series or the uh, espn the the uh no the, the the drama the, the, the one, espn the, 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 FX, uh, the fx fx one, one. well it's it's funny you asked that because the first episode before it came out i got a phone call from the new york daily news and asked me to write an article on it yeah they sent me the screener so i wrote an article and it was very cathartic for me and it became this one time to write my feelings well it was a big hit they gave me the second one second one usa today printed it third one they asked me to get they kept giving me screeners until eventually they said write on all 10 episodes so it was my big release you can go on online and i did it very acerbic so where, where can witty. people find that now uh, just new york daily news cato articles on right. the uh, FN, in, in the uh, archives yeah the um, american crime story I think it was called. so for you it was maybe a way of of you getting some closure uh, it was well part of it was closure and part of it was uh, seeing what was you know sort of very embellished so I had to say you know uh, by the time I wrote the third article on this show I said this is even too much Cato for Cato right and they <laughs> I, I would say I was never in the scene I was never in this scene so right. people watch this and they think it's truth right and it's sort of upsetting to know that. That would have been upsetting. Yeah, it, because, you know, they they took their liberties of, you know, they put the Kardashians in a lot because they've got billions of followers. Of course, I would put the Kardashians in something even if they're not in a scene. Yeah. Uh, in in the in true, uh, truth to the actual story. Yeah, that scene in the, want, in the restaurant. Where, right. Yeah. And who knows what's in whether the set. The, and whether that happened. And and you're hoping people are that are watching are smart enough to know, oh, they just took liberty of embellishing that you know Robert Kardashian was already had passed away when this came out yeah how do you, how do they know what was said and and why was that even in it do you feel that if if history was to repeat itself and let's say you were that young kid that you were then in 2019 what do you think the difference would would be in in terms of the way people reacted to you because of the ability to go on Twitter and Instagram and for people to hide behind postings and all of that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that I, when I get asked a question like that, I always say that there's in life, there's, I can never ever go backward. No, I can't answer something that's, uh, you know, the, the, what if, if we go back in time, I can yeah. only kind of do what, what happens now yeah. and make life better for people now and uh, for the future. I don't know what's going to bring, but everything of what I do, 
like I'm the same guy from high school that I was during the trial. I'm the same guy now, you know, more mature. And so everything I do is looking forward. Yeah. And I, I had this saying way before it was popular, even a film called Paid Forward. I've always done that. Yeah. I've always tried to let the person take cuts in front of me at the uh, items at the food aisle, you know, 10 or less, you get 11, go ahead. Just because I really believe that if you make that one person's day and you bring the smile, I know it's corny, but it's so true. You make their no, life. I, I believe you it. You make that. it so much better for someone's life yeah. of, boy, that person's not gonna be kind of pissed off today. They're gonna be happy and it's gonna, it just it goes on and on and on and on. What, what do you, what's the biggest takeaway for you from this whole experience? What, what is it that you can share with people listening who hopefully don't go through some of the challenges that you've gone through, but what is the biggest life lesson for you? Uh, there's a few. One of the life, life lessons is your whole life is, is uh, public. Uh, you become a public figure and everything in your life is public. So don't do anything bad. Um, the other lesson is um, uh, I think I had a really great base of friends and I always had someone to, uh, you know, no matter how big you can think you are, I was world famous. Make sure you have a family always keeping you humble. Make sure that you have friends that'll keep you humble. And uh, I also think, um, I just think you really have to know who you are because during the, the worst times of the, the trial and the media and saying terrible things on every, uh, from paparazzi to all the um, uh, tabloid type shows that were out, is, is know that what they're saying is not, don't let it bother you so much because you know yourself and it's true and those are lies that are being reported. And if you have that and you have that peace, you can conquer anything in life. And it's taking forever for me to conquer, but I'm still chasing my goals that I did from 40 years ago. I'm still the same and I still have that drive. I feel like I've not, I've gotten older, but I still have that same exact drive of trying to get a show, be, become a host and, and um, I have a, the baggage I have is not my baggage, the baggage of what people think. And I'm trying to make all that uh, negative Simpson trial stuff, I, I'm trying to every day make it a positive for me yeah. and to show people. And I notice it because of social media, yeah. how people are going, you deserve a show. I, I post funny stuff all the time and they're like, this is great, you're funny. Nah. So I know those little by little by little it's getting there and, it, and I'm at the right age now because I think actors that become child stars and you think about them is that if they're not strong in their head, if they're not strong in their heart, you turn to terrible things of alcohol or drugs. Yeah, and so and many you, have. You mentioned your, your friends. Um, you were drawing a lot of strength from them through all of that time. Yeah, still my best buddies today from high school. That's pretty awesome yeah. that they stuck with you, huh? Yeah, it's... They're all super successful. I, I talk to them probably every day, if not every other day. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you, I was going to Chicago. I'll meet them because Chicago is close to Milwaukee. I'll have a get together. I'm going to take the drive from Chicago to Milwaukee and to see my buddies and come back here. I, I think that uh, the older you get in life, the, the really valuable moments are with friends, that real yep. friends. And I love laughing. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I love it, laughing. I love making people laugh. I love laughing. I'm, I'm seeing time. you on a game show. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, okay. I, and it's my, it's and my I goal. think you'd be really good at it. I want to be a game show host I, in my life. I, th I think you'd be really good at it. So if anybody's listening, if you've got a game show that needs a host, you need Kato. K-Train. Hop on the K-Train. Hop on the K-Train. No, you'd be, you'd be phenomenal. Yeah. I, yeah, and I think bright outfits, pink shirts like this, and like 
just bright, anything bright, very colorful. Not too loud so they can't hear me, yeah. but loud enough. <laughs> you know, people, again, they judge the book by its cover. They looked at you, they thought, oh, this is a California guy with the hair, he's a slacker, you know, he's hanging out at this house, you became this famous house guest. Um, but you, you sort of got caught in a situation where sort of, if you want, if you strive to do something and, and do something in life, it's sort of like, oh, well, he's just trying to be famous now because he got famous from this thing. And then if you did nothing, they'd be like, oh, he's he really is a slacker. You sort of got yeah. caught in this catch twenty two. Yeah, I situation. Was, I was called slacker so often. I said, boy, if I'm called slacker, why not come up with a clothing line? So I came up with slacker wear, and um, I was lucky enough to have uh, this clothing line where the uh, um, it's the fir world's first inactive wear. And I uh, had it with my partner, and she, her name is Rhonda Shearer, and you can Google her. Rhonda is one of the most successful entrepreneurs, and she has the number one selling women's bra in the entire world. Bigger than uh, Victoria's Secret. Big, I think the Wonder Bra is what it's called. Bigger uh, than Cross My Heart, or is that way it's, long gone? That's long gone. It's long gone? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know. That, that's <laughs> not even at Nickelodeon at night. Um, the, um, that's how old that is. Cross My And she was a friend of mine because I did some comedy and she's yeah. a comedian. She became ultra successful. I told her I had this idea. She booked me a flight the next day. I said, here's the image I have. She brought designers, they, wrote, they made the clothes and um, all the men's clothes, the sweats come with a pocket that says TV remote, so you never lose it. <laughs> and you have a TV remote pocket and just go to slackerware.com, you can see it. It's not that I'm making even any money on it, but it's just a great another kind of hobby. Again, you had the, the ability to laugh at yourself. 100%. Yeah, you've, you've always been like that? You've been able to laugh at yourself? I think so. Um, don't gonna, take yourself too seriously, I guess. No, I, I don't. And I, I think, um, when I have an image in my head, and this is when I was like probably 14 to my 18, 14 to 17, right around that era, um, where I would be home in Wisconsin, and if my on a Sunday and it was October's and November's when it gets dark at four and it's starting to get cold and it started getting a depression and my father, if I had an argument with my dad or my mom, I images in my head, I'd look in the mirror and I would actually start crying going, I'm gonna leave, I wanna get out of this city so bad, I wanna go to California. I would do that, it wasn't my mantra, but I remember being so full of emotion, crying in the mirror of just, wanting to get to California. That was one of those things of, oh, I'll show you mom and dad whenever I got into an argument with them. Did and they, were they against you going to California? They said, everybody, everybody said you'll be back within three months. And, and did your parents, you said they both passed away, but did, yeah. were they alive during all of this? Um, my mother was, my father wasn't. And what was that like that for her? That was the absolute worst for her. I would tell her not to watch the tabloid shows. Um, I have actual, you know, the memories of her just crying and saying, what are they saying to my baby? And the whole, like, mom, don't watch this. You know, that's not, you know, it's lies. Just don't watch, which would make her watch it Must have more. made you really upset. My mom's pain was worse than any pain that I had. And living her pain made me uh, not so much, I didn't want to say hate, but I would dislike the people that would make my mom have pain. And at, at she would suffer so much to know that uh, what they were saying about her because she has everybody coming up to her in Wisconsin saying, did you hear what they said about your son? Did you, huh? I'm like, 
don't watch this. Don't don't pay attention. I'm telling God, you right that now. That must have been uh, draining on you. That was draining, but it affected her. Uh, uh, incredible. I had a very close co- uh, relationship with my mom. I know that I was so surprising her. I had a job in Milwaukee on March 9th. March 9th is my birthday. And uh, six years ago, six years ago, I was flying in to do a job in Milwaukee. I talked to my mom this morning, I'm saying, on my birthday. And um, she's going, oh, happy birthday to you. I said, oh, uh, yeah. I, I, she wasn't, she didn't know I was going to be coming in. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was March 9th. I was had the, all these shows booked. And I, my, as soon as I landed, uh, my sister called me and said, mom just died. So oh. on my birthday, she gave birth to me. And so I have this connection oh. and I have the card that she wrote me of just my, you know, Brian, dear Brian Cato, just, she would call me Brian affectionately and it would stop there. I still have that in my office. Oh. So that is why I think I have a special bond that, uh, that uh, she passed away on my birthday. And now I look at it as, as sort of, I, at first do you think bittersweet? But now I, after I, you know, I read all the, the, it was like, it was a picture, a birthday card on a tricycle mm. of life's, it just says, life's a short trip, enjoy it. And this is me as the boy on the little tricycle. Yeah. And so it's very, very uh, motivating for me to look at that every, every single day I see it when I'm not traveling, every single day, but it's in my head, but I see it physically also every day. Oh. So it's a great motivation. Uh, yeah, you know, just talking about how life is short, I, I like what you said. I look at life as a se- semester on earth because it goes by in a, in a flash. And it seems like you're, you're living in a hurry. You know, you have that energy about you like you're living in a hurry. Like you got to get on and live, 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 live because it, it does go in a flash. Is that, yeah. is, is that got a lot to do with what happened to you on your birthday when you lost your mom? And was that a I th- I pivotal that, moment? Yeah, no, that, that is a definitely one of the moments. But I thought of life as a semester even before that because when I moved to California, I sort of said, my gosh, it's been a year. My gosh, it's been five years. My God, 25 years since the trial. Mm. And it seems like, it really does seem like a blink of an eye because I can remember moments that are, you know, in my my brain that I go, you're kidding me, it feels like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I know that when I went to high school, one of the greatest memories I have is what I had a uh, old Buick station wagon. Yeah. Six of our buddies, we all went to Florida and you didn't know anything. You're driving from Wisconsin, cold country, to spring break, Daytona and Fort Lauderdale. And the first thing we did was put baby oil on and lay out there. And four of us got you know, sun poisoning with the blisters. And that we thought that was the coolest thing ever. And spraying sun in our hair, everything that was wrong, Yeah, you did. Did you ever take lemon or- All the time. Or, or, or beer and pour it in your hair? Because- Just the lemon. And the lemon. When the I lemon came, was meant to bleach your hair, right? And make it lighter. And then I yeah. realized... Do you still I, do that now? Is that your technique? No, no, no. No, it's urine. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but lots of beer in my urine. No. So I would go back to Wisconsin where you had tan and the blonder hair. Yeah. And then I noticed something. The girls liked it. And Ooh. I was like, this is... Yeah, this when is I go to thing. California. Yeah. Do you get back there very often? I go back twice a year. Twice a year, I try to go to a, a Brewers and a Packer game. Do you have a favorite... Uh, team in America. I mean, well, it has to sports. be the Packers now, only because it was the first game I ever went to. Then I started doing a little research and found out who 
uh, Vince Lombardi was. And, right. and then I started reading some of his quotes and understanding how amazing he was as a motivator. You know, I, I'm part yeah. of the Bucket Podcast is to motivate people to live their best possible life. And so you start looking around at quotes like Eleanor Roosevelt had some, has some amazing quotes and you start looking at all the different people who have, who have been real motivators and his name just kept coming up again and again and again. Yeah. And he turned that team around, and, and sport too, quite frankly. Yeah, well, that's, uh, the uh, Super Bowl trophy is called the Lombardi Trophy. For good reason, Yeah, and, and well-deserved. So yeah, I would say Green Bay Packers when it comes to the NFL, and I have our mutual friend Kelly to, to thank for that. So I can't help it, I see it. You know, The only thing is the cheese head thing. I, that part, I, you guys are weird up there with that cheese. Head's cheese. pretty cool, though. It's a, the guy invented it by mistake. So you got to love that story. Do you know, what is that story? It's a, uh, He made some styrofoam, and it became, when he saw the styrofoam, he said it looked like cheese, and the cheese became a hit. He, start, he wore them to a game. Everybody started wanting them, and now it's a huge industry. And it's probably pretty good in the winter. You get a lot of insulation with that cheese on your head. Well, he doesn't cover the ears, so that's bad. Yeah. It's got holes in it, too, so the wind goes through. It's probably really bad. Yeah. I, I think it should be a cheddar. A cheddar. Me personally. And I'm <laughs> Wisconsin Swiss. cheddar. Yeah. You know, I was on a um, Larry King, I think, or someone wrote a book. Was it Katie Kirk or Larry King? And I remember this. They, it was a book on epitaphs of what your epitaph would read. Yeah. And uh, they, You've written yours already? Uh, well, they asked me to have what would mine say. And mine would say, I guess my 15 minutes are up. And um, I was always thinking. And they, uh, so it's been quoted everywhere. And, um, you know, put you on the spot. That's, what would that's yours true. Say? Yeah, that's was, true, actually. Thought, yeah, no, I've, you're right. I have seen that. But so, so how many minutes have you had, Kato? I'm a, I always tell people I'm definitely in my 16th minute and beyond. I just hope it keeps ticking for a long, long time. Yeah, well, I mean, quite frankly, you're, you're like, yeah, okay, I've had 15, I've had 16, but yeah. put me on that game show as a host and we're going to, you know. It's, it's meant to happen, I think. We're going to make this happen. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I, we need to make this happen. You know what's, this is how I see life. I look back on... Um, this the silliness of meeting you mm. and the picture and i know that and you went oh for, my god i have a brother that i didn't know i had is that, that i know will be you know be hanging out all the time but i know that we'll be friends for i look at certain people i go okay this person will be in my life the rest of my life god and help I me Ken, someone, okay. i know that I, you're no you don't want to be a house guest do louise you? <laughs> what's for dinner <laughs> oh my God, not to, what's it, what's just his, so what's you know, I, I, I don't have I don't have like a little place in the back of my place. Like, <laughs> I, I, know that. No, I, I, I gonna, just want you to know that Phil, before we begin this friendship, I don't want you to be like, hey, Phil, you know, I just have this feeling I couldn't stay with you. Could I Phil? I can afford my own couch for goodness <laughs> sakes, please. And it's a pullout. <laughs> Do you mind if I put it in your spare room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a pleasure to live behind your house. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, boy. To, uh, to actually, one of my, uh, I want to go to New Zealand and Australia. I've never been. If you ever go to New Zealand, you let me know because I can definitely help you have a great time, great trip. I already Did you say that. you wanted a bungee jump? Is that something that's on your bucket list? That is not. the uh, My bungee, my, my list has, uh, from 20 years ago, has different things that are kind of happening. To, not to be so daredeviled. Because I used to be a daredevil. I used yeah. to do crazy stuff. But, used to jump. but bungee jumping is totally safe. 100%. I'm telling you. I know the I, guy I, who co-created commercial bungee jumping. We, we broke an unofficial world record together. His name is Henry Van Ash. I'm telling you, it's 100% safe. We'll make sure of it. I've talked to Henry twice, and this is how you have to talk to Henry. Henry! <laughs> how? <laughs> are! <laughs> you 
Call you later. <laughs> this is just happening. Yes. I'm bringing the fire to the podcast. <laughs> the K train. Uh, <laughs> Henry, uh, Henry would love that joke. Is actually. he in California? No, he lives in Queenstown. In, oh, in New yeah. Zealand. And he also is involved in the wine industry and loves Pinot Noir. Oh. Pinot Noir, man. If you want to go to New Zealand, that's where you go for a good Pinot Noir. Really? Yeah. Sam Neill's wine, two paddocks, which is Sam there. Neill has his own wine? Yeah. Sam Neill has his own wine, with the, the thin-skinned Pinot Noir grape. He also has a pet pig. He'd love to meet you, actually. Uh, I, Sam. I, I would love to meet Sam. Now. Oh, Sam is me? a dude. And his pet pig would love me. He's a personal friend, right, Sam? Well, I, I wouldn't say. I mean, we, we, we're, yeah, we're friendly. I mean, we know each other. We, we go back. When I first came to America, I wrote to him to get advice about going, you know, leaving New Zealand, going out into the world. A little bit like you leaving Wisconsin. Right. I was leaving New Zealand, wanted to come to America to work in television here. And so I wrote to Sam Neill and I asked him for some advice. And he wrote me this amazing handwritten letter. And. Uh, I still have the letter. I have it up on the wall. I can't tap that story, but I have one like that. Can I tell you it? Yeah, please. So I went to a high school called Nicolay. Uh, Oprah went there. Steve Miller from the Steve Miller Band went there. And I mention this only for a reason. Richard Lovett went there. He's uh, uh, ran CAA, the biggest agency. Yeah. And is, uh, um, Steve and Richard Lovett both went there. So Nicolay used to do the variety shows. And it was in Milwaukee, Glendale actually. And it was like a pretty prestigious high school. Um, and I would do the shows, I write everything and host these very big variety shows that would always sell out. It was a big thing uh, to, you know, for the booster clubs to make money. Bob Hope, do you know who Bob Hope Absolutely is? Absolutely no, so Bob, Bob Hope, Hope was coming to an event called Summerfest and the host of the show was Phil Donahue. And Phil Donahue did his taping at Summerfest. I had a job delivering ice on a cart to all the vendors and it's the biggest event in Milwaukee. It's summertime, it's 10 days at Summerfest. An article was written to me in the Nicolay paper called Cato Kalin is Nicolay's answer to Bob Hope. I was a junior in high school and it was my picture and I was so proud. I wrote Bob Hope a letter, letter about just how I wanted to be. I, I love Bob Hope. I just, you know, from his USO shows. To yeah, the traveling road, and everything. To speak to the troops, a famous comedian for those famous, who don't know. Yeah, it just, so I'm traveling in the ice cart and I meet a girl throughout there giving her free ice. And I said, please, can I get this letter to Bob Hope? I can't get backstage. She goes, I'll make sure you get this letter. And I knew her from a uh, different high school. And like I said, you, you made my day. It's uh, written uh, probably five pages. It was everything in my life of why I love Bob Hope. So I go, the event ends. I never get to meet Bob Hope. At 18 was the drinking age in Milwaukee at the time. I'm at this bar, not drinking, but I'm with my buddies. And these four girls are at a table and the girl is reading this letter that I wrote to Bob Hope and she never gave it to him. She's laughing hysterically about my letter to Bob Hope. And I almost broke down. I didn't approach her or anything. Oh. I was heartbroken that oh my, my letter never got to Bob Hope and no it was remembered by my heart. And I said, you never got my letter. I was so embarrassed and everything else that oh, my feelings no, were no. being shared. I thought laughing. this was going to end with Bob Hope coming over and offering you a beer. Nothing. Nothing. No road movie. No. Nothing. Oh, that's terrible. That's a true story. That's heartbreaking. And it would, get, yeah. And then we, you know, we had everybody used to do their shows in Wisconsin, that 10 day stretch. Did you Oprah. manage to get it out of her hands to no, stop nothing. it? Nothing. Nothing. It was, it didn't, it's in her hands probably still or she burned it. I don't know, but I, I'll never, oh. ever forget that feeling of total humiliation. Oh. 
Why'd you have making to, fun why'd of you me? have to say that story? And I don't, I don't want to story about a you growth, being, it's a growth story. Is it a growth story? Look at me now. What's the lesson to be learned from that? <laughs> hey, know who you are. Know, know who, who you, you are. are. And no matter what, if the people pick on you, make fun of you, know who you are. And it was written from my heart. So you can't make fun of it. I would agree with everything that was in that letter back then. So tell us now about the excitement you have for what you do. Because uh, I know I, I, you told me you're pretty exhausted because you're traveling a lot, but you absolutely love what you do for a living right now. I love it. I'll tell you why I love it so much is because of something you just said. It's preparing me. I think you have to be prepared, like for a game show. Yep. I'm in front of. You're getting your hours. Getting it. I'm up on stage at the very, very least nine hours. And uh, I do all, every city I go to, I'll have a press so, schedule. Yeah. So give us the big picture of what it is you so do. So I'll fly in tomorrow and uh, the. Uh, PR department of Wizard World will have a list of what shows will be on the, the morning slate. Pittsburgh's a three hour difference, so my day starts like 3 a.m. Uh, if it's 5 a.m. there, it's 2 a.m. here, and you never really acclimate. And so it'll be the, the morning, whatever morning shows are uh, from radio and the Good Morning Pittsburgh shows, and you try to get the crowd. And so I'm always one of the people that do all the PR. And from there, Satellite media tour. Yeah, yeah, of that, but um, yeah, I mean, is that what it catch is? an internet, you it'll be the local, yes, local Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, all their ABC, CBSs, and they cut into their broadcast, and then they say, and now from Los Angeles, California. No, no, this no? is I'm already there. Oh, you're there. Yeah, I do a lot of beforehand radio, yes. at home, be, and then when you go home, there, go there, I do their their actual sit-in shows oh, live. Wow, so you're in there with them, with them, and then we oh, do the. It's, uh, it takes so show. much energy. I, I know exactly it's, what you're talking. The hardest about. part actually is the. the time difference yes because i have to save the energy for the stage and i go right to the stage and then you are and then you're doing a nine hour show yeah, nine hour and then the uh, saturday and sundays are a little earlier and this is not complaining by the way it's no. the most fun but it is but it training. is hard work yeah and then you get and then i come home on monday and and then uh have the usually that week off yep. and now the schedule you know we do two a month and uh the schedule of getting internationally now is going to be incredible for the company you talked about johnny carson before yeah. and how he's an inspiration to me what i loved about the way he was with his guests was he always was focused on making the guest the star 100%. and that skill is it shouldn't i mean and oprah had that ability as well to facilitate the guest right he, i wish you were doing that today phil yes i'm trying <laughs> trying to make you the star <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Uh, you know I what also, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I always try to make the place when they walk in, I want them to walk out that the place became better. Right. And I leave it that way always that they had that. And I see it on the social media of what they the say. The feedback. The feedback. That's and, hugely valuable, isn't it? I, oh, I, I get online after, with Amazing Race, for instance, I get on and I really want to know what people think. And even the negative stuff, you know, what they do and don't like. And it's so, it's so valuable. I think in yeah. order to... It, it's a it's a it's a tool that as a performer you can use you should be using you know oh yeah. not just the good stuff yeah no 100 percent. and like i said it's just, it's a special group that comes in it's the people that are uh they just they sort of chase the, you know i chase the light they chase the comic cons and there's a lot that come from city to city to city and they they see the stars they love they we have you know they get the, the panels where you know, we had Stan Lee who passed away, but Stan yeah. Lee came, there's a, a mile long line to get his autograph. Stan Lee, perhaps the most significant figure with regards to comics yeah. ever, right? I mean, yeah. is there anybody well, no, who's had uh, more impact? He's yeah, like I the think, godfather. 
the CGI is what made everything kind of work finally for Marvel and DC Comics or any any kind of movie where you can make it look like they're flying, where you can actually, it doesn't look phony anymore. It looks no. real. Yeah, not like if you go back and you look at the, the original um, Superman. Yeah, Christopher Reeve, or even before With that. Christopher Reeve when yeah. he was flying, I mean. It, it's, yeah. And this, the cape. Everything's terrible. Yeah. And after these shows, people say, what superhero are you? I go, I've been working nine hours, and let me tell you, I'm Thor. Did I just set myself up? <laughs> Did I set myself up with that New Zealand? <laughs> okay, Brian. <laughs> Settle down, Brian. <laughs> so what, what do you want people to know about you that they don't maybe know? I think people are going to find out. I think it's still coming. Yeah. I think my value of who I am it's happening. It's already, it's been brewing for a long time. And I think they're going like to find out. Like a maturing out. wine. Yeah. A beautiful Pinot Noir. A Cato Scotch. Yes. And um, I think that's what they're going to find out. I think it's sort yeah. of brewing. And I, I really, really, once again, I, I hate using this term of being corny. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I love people. I if there's something negative to say about me, I will not hate no matter what. And I really, really, really love people. And I, I want to be on a show where everybody who watches that, they just feel better about life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. I think I'm, a, uh, I'm not Lombardi, but I'm definitely a great motivator. I really think I can bring out the best in a person. And I think the key is really listening. And um, if any gift I have, my father was in sales and he had restaurants, is he always treated people with respect and he always made them laugh and he always I, I, I could tell the people were genuine they loved his name was Al Alderich but Al they loved Al and I think um, having his quality it's in me and uh, I think I, I'm trying to times that by a thousand and I push it out there in the universe I'm feeling it man yeah baby. Yeah, I'm gonna come to the first taping of your game show is that all right well you're exec producer yeah, I hope so oh is that right <laughs> <laughs> automatically you're, you're part of it you're part of it yeah. you have a chance to win a million dollars now it's a scratcher uh, we got to think luck. of the we got to think of the right format but I I, I I can see it yeah can you tell us how old you are because I, I know you, you're proud about how old you are oh no I I'm 60 you could pass for a 49 and a half, easy. Yeah, easy. Easy 49 and a half. Easy. Just like Maybe. that. Easy. <laughs> easy. No, no, I, I really could. Yeah, no, you could. I do. It's so whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. Thank you, sir. Uh, there's a chapter in a, in a book I wrote. It's called Rediscover Your Childhood, where I try to encourage people to hold on to that young spirit. And years ago, we met a, a guy, that we interviewed a guy called Banana George, and he, he didn't start snowboarding until he was 81. And uh, didn't wow. start water skiing until he was in his 60s, got into Hall of Fame, Water Skiing Hall of Fame. But he discovered being a child later on in life. And I feel like you're like him in terms of you've still got that childlike quality. Banana George? Yeah, his name was Banana George. Banana Cato? Yeah, Banana Cato. S sounds appealing. Yeah, it does sound appealing. Oh. <laughs> but you've got that, that spirit, that childlike spirit. And I think, you know, that's a good thing. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's makes you young. It does make you and young. And that's for life. Yeah. Having gone through so much in, in your life, Kato, I'm wondering those who are listening who may be under public scrutiny, who are going through a challenging time under a spotlight or in the spotlight, what advice do you give them to, to cope? Um, you know, the, especially nowadays with there's so much bullying going on. Yeah, and, and, think, and young kids are dealing with so much. And I think young kids, especially with the social media that goes on and how feelings can be hurt, I, I, really, I really think it's, you just have to 
I mentioned to you before about looking in the mirror. I looked yep. in the mirror. It's looking actually in the mirror and becoming your own mantra of I am strong and and, and uh, this uh, sort of invincible. Yeah. And uh, part of the wizard world is everybody, all superheroes are invincible. It's sort of believe in yourself. I, I think the message is don't let these words of other people, they're the weak ones, is to, my, my mom would say to me, during the trial, even before the trial of all the bad things, she would say, son, every knock is a boost. I said, mom, I should be at least a thousand feet tall by now. And, but if it's so true, it's like be Teflon, let it slide off you. Because if you're true to yourself, you can conquer anything. Eventually it'll come through. It'll come through. And I mean, there's no time frame. I'd mentioned my age. I'm still chasing that dream. I'm, I'm not going to ever give up. It's, I'm 100% true to myself. If you're true to yourself, you conquer anything, anything negative, make the, make the negative a positive somehow. Great advice. Kato, if you were gonna take a road trip across America and you could take three people from any time in history with you, who would you take with you in the car? I would have to go with, I would say, not that I'm even religious, but I would like to go with a Jesus. And I'll, the reason I say that is to find out did he really, was he really Jesus? Was he, or was he just a man? And through the conversation, it's like, okay, uh, we're still driving. There's no miracles yet. I'm just thinking find of out. this. So okay, you one. and Jesus in a car. Okay. Jesus? That would make a headline, Kato. I, I know you've made headlines before, but Kato takes a Jesus? road trip with Jesus. <laughs> Have you seen him drive? Horrible. <laughs> yeah, you should drive. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got a license. Yes. <laughs> Although he probably could do anything. Um, or who else is with you? It says, do not cross. Jesus, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. It's a red light. Um, that's one. I, I think John Lennon. Uh, John Lennon for me because uh, during the uh, trial, it was a lot of his quotes, a lot of his things that he said. and That kept I, you going? I kept me going. And... Um, You know what? I want to go on a stretcher. Bob Hope, because I could tell him about this experience and I had in my letter. And finally yeah, tell have him it. about the letter. And there'd be laughs in the car completely. Yeah. So those wow, are Wow, what three. a car full. What would you do with your last day on earth if you knew you were living it out? I would, uh, my last day if I knew, depending if I could fly or not, I'd, I'd call every one of my dearest friends and all that and spend it all with my buddies. And I think we'd probably end up going to a casino only because that brings out fun. Oh, I see. Yeah, just a, a place, a meeting place where everybody could have fun no matter You'd what. You'd have to give away your winnings, Kato, because it'd be no use to you. Take it. It's all about Take the it. fun. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Old story. First machine I hit at Vegas was 300 bucks. Yeah. It was an ATM, Kato, please, please. <laughs> folks, folks, please, Kato, it was an ATM. That's our show. Scott, thanks for laughing. Louise, I love you. Let's go to color just to end. Just so we go back to color and we see the pastels just to finish. Beautiful. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To see more great interviews, go to philcogan.com and subscribe to Bucket with Phil Kogan wherever you get your podcasts. Please consider rating and reviewing us and follow Bucket, that's Bucket with an IT, on Instagram and Facebook. Also, follow me on Twitter at Phil Kogan. Today's podcast proudly brought to you by Bucket Nutrition. Great tasting, high performance nutrition to power your adventure. Don't forget to go to Amazon.com, search for Bucket Nutrition, and use promo code BUCKET10, that's Bucket with an IT, 
and you'll get a 10% discount on all Bucket Nutritional products. Just wait until you try the Bucket Booster with Manuka Honey.